Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. So the book Coaching the Secret Code to Common Leadership by Ruchiro Chaudhry illustrates how a leader can bring out the best in people by coaching them. The book discusses how coaching can unleash creativity and innovation while inspiring teams to play to their potential. This new reality has forced organizations to depart from conventional command and control practices. We're going to learn now about the flaws and cornerstones of coaching and how coaches can add value to organizations and employees. We're going to speak now to Ruchi Rachaudhry, the author and leading executive coach about her book, Coaching the Secret Code to Common Leadership. Welcome to the show, Ruchira. Very good to have you with us. Absolutely great to, to get your insights on this. Can you tell us why you decided to write this book to educate and empower leaders? Did you have the pandemic specifically in mind? To be very honest with you, the book, the journey to write the book started uh, much before the pandemic. Mm. So I did go back and sort of make it more relevant because our world changed in um, January 2020. So let me tell you a little bit about the book, Coaching the Secret Code to Uncommon Leadership, actually. So it's about not common leaders. These are leaders that stand out, right? And it's not meant to be a leadership book. It's meant to be a book for those that believe they're already leaders. It's about the journey from being a good leader to an extraordinary one or an uncommon one, right? And coaching is that key or that code that unlocks that extraordinary leadership, Right. Mm. I've defined coaching as a, a series of interactions, self-enabling and non-directive interactions, whereby you maximize the potential and the performance of the individual that you're coaching. Right. And the best leaders know how to do that. Mm. When they elevate themselves and their organizations, they take people along in the journey. When they shine the light on others, they shine brighter. That's the essence of the book. And could you elaborate on this idea of the uncommon leader? Yeah. So, you know, um, I've been very fortunate to have the book endorsed by some truly uncommon leaders. Uh, Sheryl Sandberg on the cover. Mm. There's Kiran Majumdar Shaw. There's a whole uh, bunch of fantastic, you know, luminaries. There are academics who talk about it. So the whole premise of coaching, as I was defining it, is the keywords there are self-enabling and non-directive, right? Yeah. The world that we live in today, yeah, is so complex, so interne- interconnected, so wired, so digitized, that this command and control style of the yesteryears, right? Where you tell people what to do. Mm. That's, that has to change. And these leaders understand that. So they ask their people. They don't tell them what to do, right? They help people by help, helping themselves. The whole premise is you ask powerful questions so people can find their answers. And these uncommon leaders like a Satya Nadella, Sheryl Sandberg, Kiran Madhumdar Shaw, they've shown us the way. Right? They build fantastic institutions where people unleash creativity and innovation because they ask them those questions. They don't tell them what to do. They create safe spaces for people so people can be themselves. They tell them it's okay to fail and you, know, you have to learn from this iteration of making mistakes and successes. That's what uncommon leadership is all about. It seems more consensual than that, that old top-down approach uh, as, as we've been probably used to uh, all these years. Absolutely. Now, yeah. if you could elaborate on some of the flaws that some leaders have, as you, you outlined that in Chapter 2, Good Managers, Bad Coaches. <laughs> how, how would this book help leaders structure their organizations? I mean, we, we, we have to delve into that, don't we? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. In fact, uh, I was asked by my editors why we spent an entire chapter, right, saying good managers, bad coaches. Um, And I think the genesis for that is through school and college, we've been taught that we need to have all the answers, right? 
uh, good students, the brightest students in the class, always knew the answers. Uh, good managers feel comfortable telling people what to do. <laughs> you know, this is what made me successful in the past. This is yeah. how you can do this. So use my playbook, right? But the world is now, as I said, so complex, so complicated. And as the pandemic has shown us, nobody has the right answers. Mm. Now, often you ask a leader or a manager saying, hey, do you think you're a good coach? And the answer is invariably, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the challenge is not that there's malintent most of the time. It's because they don't think, <laughs> they don't truly know what coaching is. They think they're coaching, but essentially they're telling people what to do. They're telling people how to go about things the way they did, did in the past. And let's face it, the past is no longer relevant in many instances. People need to find new solutions, new ways of thinking. So we have to move away from that paradigm of telling and move to asking. That's the key. And of course, there's a whole bunch of other reasons I've outlined in the book. Uh, lots of managers feel uncomfortable coaching because it's, it's deemed to be a very fuzzy or um, amorphous activity. It doesn't have a beginning, it doesn't have an end, you don't know where it starts, and you don't quite know how it will translate into business objectives or make someone a better version of themselves. So it's hard work, right? Telling someone how to do things is easy. Coaching them and uh, making them more capable and more conscious and giving them more clarity is much, much harder. From your point of view, how, how would this book help leaders structure their organizations? I think as a, as a leader, especially in these times, right, where um, we, if you look at the research, there seems to be a huge deficit of trust in leadership. We are grappling with very turbulent times. Mm. Our world is changing. We are moving from first the office to a, a complete dispersed or remote reality and now to some form of blended or hybrid work reality. It's hard work for leaders to find that, that sweet spot between giving their people the flexibility they desire but also the structure they need, right? And the social connections that they're craving. It's hard work. Mm. And coaching virtually is even harder, right? So what I've tried to do in the book is provide a framework of thoughts. And I've essentially tried to distill when you coach somebody, when you spend time making them a better version of themselves, what does it truly mean? And I call that the four C's, the four cornerstones. Mm. It's a four C plus model, right? And uh, the first C is really about making people more capable, when you give them the space and the time and, you know, the ability to think for themselves, you help them unleash that creativity and also think of their careers not just as ladders, right? But maybe perhaps, as Cheryl says, as jungle gyms, where you can go have swiggly lines, you can go up and you can go down and you can navigate that path, but you help them take charge of their careers. Right? The second piece is confidence, right? And that's the one piece I truly focus on, especially with women leaders. As a good leader coach, you need to instill that confidence in people to think for themselves and, and find their solutions, especially during this time, because our personal and professional worlds are totally colliding, right? Yeah. There, are, there are no walls anymore. So you need to give them that the ability to think and sort of the space to figure out what's right for them and how can you help them get to that path. The third is consciousness, which is really another word for self-awareness. The best leaders have to be self-aware <laughs> of their blind spots. And of course, it's clarity. A leader once said to me, that is perhaps uh, the biggest asset coaching has given to me, mm. right? Even as a lot of CEOs who have executive coaches like me, it's about taking away the noise. It's about untangling, the, untangling those knots in your head that sort of form distinct patterns. So you help see better. 
But as you said earlier, all of this comes alive if we as leaders create a culture of coaching. And by that I mean where it's okay to seek feedback, where it's it's a norm to say, hey, listen, that presentation you did was fantastic. Or could you do this slightly differently? Where you don't wait for that perfect opportunity to say, I'll block time in the calendar three months from now and have a conversation. It's those coaching moments that you seize as a leader, where you pick up the phone and call somebody and not wait for that perfect Zoom call, right? Mm. Where you have a WhatsApp message and say, hey, fantastic job. Could you have engaged the audience better? So we as leaders need to find those avenues to touch base, to interact, to find those formal and informal mechanisms to draw out the unique strengths of our people to make them shine brighter, to make them become better versions of themselves. That's what good coaching is all about. I wonder, Ruchira, you know, and without wanting to sound like I'm generalizing here, with Asian organizations, with Asian companies, there tends to be a, a reliance on, on, on hierarchy and emphasis on that a hierarchical approach, whereas perhaps it is a little bit more consensual in the West. Is that something you've, you've found with the, in the research of your book? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And to be very honest with you, firstly, there isn't that much uh, data around coaching. And most of the data that we do get is from the Western world. But having said that, coaching takes very different forms in Asian cultures, right? And I'm Asian. Mm. When we coach in Asia, often we take a very paternalistic attitude. It's the senpai or the coach, right? Uh, In Japan, where you are the guru. So you feel that you're almost responsible for people and you need to tell them how to do things. So it's it's not as if coaching is absent entirely. It's just that we believe coaching is all about teaching and telling people what to do. And that's the mindset we have to start changing because we have to truly help people find their own path. We We have to appreciate that what worked in the past may no longer be relevant. People need to write their own playbook. And to write their own playbook, they need to think for themselves. So for those companies and organizations which may be, and, and as I think it's clear of what you're saying, many are stuck in, in their old ways, how, does, yeah. how, do, how do people like yourself persuade them that, that coaching adds value to their organization and employees? Well, for starters, I wrote a book. <laughs> so I hope people will read it. <laughs> that was why I wrote a book, to be honest. Yeah. And uh, I think maybe I missed the introduction, but I teach about it. I am an executive exactly. coach. I write no, about we, it yeah, we, right? I also was part of an organization in Singapore. It's in the preface uh, where I used to run a large team in Asia Pacific. And uh, there was a complete vacuum of any kind of enablement, a very toxic work culture. And that made me realize that it's a very debilitating experience because you don't grow as a person. And I felt it was a compelling message. So in order to convince people, one, of course, I wrote the book. But I also said, you know, it's not just about the people you coach, you become a better leader, Mm. not just because you leave a leader legacy behind and make the world a better place. All that is great. And it's philosophically takes you to a different note, but it also frees you up to be more, you know, to focus on your strategic gears because the more capable you make people or the more you empower them or delegate or build them up, it gives you the time to the mind and the, you know, the mind space Mm. to focus on the larger business vision. Right. And that's what uh, is good leadership. Right. Uh, You don't have to get into the weeds all the time. You need to look at the bigger picture. And that's, I think, great coaching. But I must also add that just telling people that coaching is great or giving um, your your teams coaching training across the board is not going to change anything. Right. You need to have what I call a coaching mindset. I talk about that in the book. 
and a coaching mindset is truly the willingness to appreciate why you coach and what coaching can do for you but to add to that you need to ensure that you integrate it into your organization's culture right everything you do and you say the culture and beyond so the way you hire people in the organization which means you don't hire just because they have the right pedigree or they came from the right business school yeah. you hire because they have the right attitude they have the right potential they want to lead people they want to grow people right that's the kind of people you focus on you promote people who you know have consciously built others who have enabled others so think about inserting that in your performance appraisal or the way you evaluate people where you hire the way you promote the way you celebrate individuals and organizations right and when your organization starts to in, embed that in all that you do and say in your hiring in your um, not firing but perhaps penalizing mm. in your celebrating in in the way you communicate with each other day to day that's when you embed that in the dna of the organization that's when coaching really comes alive so it's not one person it's it cascades generation on generation we've got about just about a minute left and in chapter 13 you compile many strategies for leaders to coach their way to becoming uncommon leaders could you maybe identify some of those key strategies what would they be i i think a good leader should really if you if you truly are someone who wants to lift off and be that coach have a growth mindset believe that anybody can change in the organization right and that anyone can be a shining star give them the capability the clarity the confidence and the consciousness and build that on a foundation of culture build reservoirs of trust more important than ever now create safe spaces for your people and truly truly know yourself before you know your people i think that's what is a perfect recipe for good leadership Great words of wisdom there. We've been talking to Ruchira Chaudhary, the author and leading executive coach about her book Coaching the Secret Code to Uncommon Leadership and hopefully sooner or later will be that'll be coming common leadership. Thank you so much for insight, very informative. Appreciate your time. Thank you. My pleasure. Cheers. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O, available on Google Play or the App Store.